0: Yes, hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a Nutshell. Middle of the week, it is Wednesday, the 12th of April, 2023. Good to be back with you on this Wednesday morning. Daniel Pedgrew with you, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ Q693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Phone number, as always, the same, 1300 01 1170. Jump on the open line anytime to have your say, or you can text 0457. 736 That's all before breakfast with Jimmy Smith and James Magnusson. Uh, this morning, Vossi having a week off, and Brandy, of course, being a Wednesday, his RDO, so the missile is in uh, the house. Uh, that'll be after 6 a.m. for our Queensland Listers. Padded Heels along after 6 a.m. for you. Big show coming up, though, between now and then on this show. In about 15 minutes, we're going to chat to a host of Trades News in Melbourne, Maddie Cox, about all things happening in sport um, but if they've got their gather round, basically their magic round, the NFL's magic round happening this weekend. So I know he wants to talk about that and get a rugby league point of view from it as well. So we'll talk about that and some of the other big issues uh, along the way uh, this morning. Also, we're hoping, we're crossing fingers that our football expert, John Gallo, has made his way back from Byron Bay and we're hoping to get him on the line in about half an hour uh, just to discuss some of the big football issues coming out of the week uh, and actually really just to find out if he got back from Byron Bay okay. Uh, we had a text yesterday from Kingswood Welder saying he thinks he's been in an episode of RBT, so we just got to make sure everything is okay. Uh, with the great John Yellow. So we'll see if he's on in about half an hour. But most importantly, your call is one 1170 and you can text 0457-736-736. Hot, hot, the Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ream. Yeah, does your hot water need replacing? Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Just before we get to the news of the day, the Matildas are in action this morning. Uh, And there is also going to be Champions League action that has just got underway as well. But just on the Matildas, of course, uh, yesterday was 100 days to go until the Women's World Cup. Uh, lots of tickets sold out. Uh, 1.6 million tickets sold out across Australia and New Zealand uh, to all the matches. Uh, they are playing uh, England in a friendly over in London at the moment. And after 17 minutes, it's England and Australia nil all. So we'll keep you up to date with that. Uh, the Matildas are in action this morning over there in England with now 99 days to go until the football Women's Football World Cup here in Australia and also New Zealand. At three past five, Our open line number, you can text 0457 736 736. Let's look at what is happening, Uh, some of the news of the day today. Back page of the Sydney Morning Herald. Michael Chamis writes a very interesting article about Penrith's million-dollar conundrum, Jerome Loy or Dylan Edwards. Now, both are going to be off contract uh, as of November 1, if they don't re-sign either of them or both of them. And would be free to negotiate, which means if they don't get both of them, that one of them will be leaving at the end of their current contract at the end of next year. Um, Now, Dylan Edwards, he's played a standard of football, probably worth in excess of $800,000. However, on the salary cap sits at about $500,000. Whilst Jerome Loy is on a deal worth around $750,000. As I said, Penrith have until November 1 to retain the pair who are managed by the same company before they become free agents. But uh, there is, uh, Michael Chamis writes, a realisation at Penrith that if both players are expecting to get paid market value, one of them won't be there beyond the end of their contract at the end of next year. So it means the Panthers may have to choose one, Jerome Luai or Dylan Edwards. Now, we know how important Jerome Luai has been to the Panthers team for many years now. Uh, Beat a great halves combination with Nathan Cleary, of course, has played um, State of Origin, played for Samoa last year and last year's Rugby League World Cup. And Dylan Edwards talked this week about if James Tedesco, for whatever reason, was missing State of Origin this year, that some people believe Dylan Edwards should be the backup fullback. He may be the best player running around at the moment that has not played rep football. And he's been so good for Penrith at the back uh, over the past few years. So if you were Penrith and you had to pick one, in fact, uh, forget if you're Penrith or not, you don't have to be a Penrith fan. If these two were at your team and at the end of 2024, you could only keep one going forward. Who do you keep? Do you keep Jerome and keep that halves combination with Nathan Cleary? Or do you keep Dylan Edwards, who is so important to them at the back? What do you reckon? O four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, it's probably a very nice situation to be in. But who would you keep? If they're at your club and you could only keep one of them, is it Jerome Loy or is it Dylan Edwards? O four five seven seven three six seven three six and I suppose another way to ask the question is if you're not a Panthers fan, which one of those two players would you rather at your club? if one of them had to be let go by the Panthers at the end of next year, 1-300-01-1170, our open line number, or you can text 457 Jerome Luai or Dylan Edwards. If you keep one, who would you keep? And it's six and a half past five. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how that unfolds over the next few months as well. Now, uh, Jimmy Smith and Greg Alexander were talking a bit about this yesterday morning on The Breakfast Show, but there are growing calls for NRL wages, that's The Breakfast Show through 1170, of course, uh, to be made public in a bid to stop salary cap breaches that have run rampant over the years. Now, uh, one of half of NRL 360, Paul Kent, claimed last night that he knows of several cases where players have been paid outside the cap. Uh, He argued it was time to make salaries public to maintain the faith of the supporters. He went on to say there have been demands for a long time to make salaries public. And I just think we're getting to the stage in the game, Um, given some of the shenanigans that have uh, gone on, that integrity is so important to the game going forward. To continue to grow public faith, we at some point need to start disclosing what what they are on. Uh, He also said players I totally get don't want that made public. But there are many jobs around the country. You only need to Google the Prime Minister's salary, and it comes up, and that is a show of maintaining public faith. It is an interesting one about should, maybe not just rugby league stars, but we'll keep it in uh, just that sport for now. Should their salaries be made public? Uh, Paul Canton, it's been argued, uh, I think Jimmy Smith also argued the point uh, yesterday that the Prime Minister's salary is well-known. Uh, There's a lot of industries where your salaries are well. No, now there's industries where people don't know where they're paid. Now, I suppose the NRL players probably argue that's private and only really their business uh, and no one else's. But would it help, and we've had this discussion before, but would it help stop this talk about salary cap um, and what allegedly goes on and... All this talk about our uh, players, what, what are the players getting? Instead of getting these rumoured figures that we get with every player when they re-sign or what they're worth, we would know. Or do you think it deserves to remain private? Um, there are a lot of industries, um, including the media industry, where salaries are not really made public. What do you reckon, though? Do you think it's time now for the NRL players' salaries to be made public? So everyone is on the same page. One 1170 or 457 It'll be interesting to see where this goes over the next year, two years. Do you agree that these salaries should be made public or not? O four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, or do you not really care? Um, what the players are on? I couldn't get less really what all the players are on but i do understand um and also i don't really care what the prime minister is on or whatever anyone is on Uh, it's none of our business but i do also understand that they are in a public business this gets talked about on a weekly basis about what this player is on what this player could get in another club so is it time to make it open and honest or do you not care O four five seven seven three six seven three six is our text number, or you can call the open line on 1300 one 1170 So that's just a couple of the stories setting the agenda. A lot more to get through this morning as well. Uh, if you're the Panthers, do you keep Dylan Edwards or Jerome Luai at the end of 2024? If you could only pick one, who would you want at your club, Dylan Edwards or Jerome Luai? And is it time for NRL players' salaries to be made public? Would you support that? or you're not really bothered about what any of the players are earning. 0457 736, 736 our text number. You can call the open line one 11 70, to your text. And we'll cross to the host of Tradies News in Melbourne, Matty Cox, next. It's 10 and a half past five. Yes, and in just a second, we will have a chat with Matty Cox, host of Tradies News in Melbourne, asking you this morning, if you're the Panthers, you can only keep one, Dylan Edwards or Jerome loi And would you like to see NRL players' wages made public? one 1170 or 0457
1: I'm not sure who I'm talking to, actually, this morning. <laughs> Good morning to whoever
0: whoever is down the line. Uh, hello, Matty. Hello. No, only ha- it's only, you. Only had, only had one week off. I've got a text <laughs> for you, actually, in a second. But how are we, Matty? Not too bad for a Wednesday
1: morning, although... Um, Buster from Backers has just texted me oh, yes. through, which is uh, quite concerning. He says oh. it's hosing down in Backers smash this morning. Stay mm. safe on the road for my Melbourne listeners this morning. That's not great news when you put mm. a load of washing on the line <laughs> last night and uh, trundled off to bed and left it out thinking that the weather was going to be fine for the next 24 hours or so. So um, thanks on two fronts for uh, that message, Buster. One for the... Uh, Keeping safe on the roads this morning, but uh, too, knowing that my washing won't be dry when I get home a little well, later well, this
0: morning. Well, that's why you should be checking the weather forecast. There is apps that you can check this stuff now, and yeah, you can pro- find out whether it's going to rain or not. Probably could have. Probably could have. Probably a good idea. I just looked at the sky. It was clear. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, now it's not. Uh, funny, though. Uh, now, uh, before we get to all our topics, I do have a text here. Now, you were on Wednesday and Thursday through... Uh, my markets as well, as so I took a couple of days off. Yes. That's correct. I've yes. cle- clearly I was listening. Uh, now, here is a text from the Kingswood Welder uh, on our text line. He says, nutshell, Dan. Thank you. Uh, just a heads up with Mr. Cox while you were away. He read out on a, uh, an on-air text containing Gary of Newtown quotes. Now, Gary of Newtown, um, uh, <laughs> Matty, is uh, a famous caller to all shows here on SEM, but particularly Vossie and Brady. He does occasionally call tradies. He also goes on to say, though, but he never mentioned his contact from Alan at Belford Jones. Possibly he thought it was a G-up, that from the Kingswood Welder. So you ignored one of our wonderful texters, Alan Belford Jones. That's, that's disappointing, Matty.
1: I wouldn't say I ignore. <laughs> Unfortunately, the little screen machine I've got in front of me, can run hot on occasion, mm. so unfortunately it may have got lost in the, the scheme of things down here, unfortunately
0: for – who who was it? Uh, that was the Kingswood Welder who texted in that text. No, just uh, who, who'd, I, who'd I missed? Oh, uh, Alan, Alan, or, Alan Belford-Jones, yes, one of our loyal listeners yes. here to SEN.
1: Yeah, that's all right. I get plenty of those messages every <laughs> morning from my audience
0: because – there's some that just slip through to the keeper, unfortunately. Don't worry, I'm sure I'll have some time. In fact I do have a Monday off in a few weeks' time so you can text again. Uh now oh, now, um uh, well it's, hang it's, on. it's because I'm got <laughs> hang, hang, hang on It's because I'm <laughs> yeah. going to Magic Round, so I've got to do the research. Still no still no excuse. But that Doing is where Yes. That is where
1: I wanna talk this morning. Because Please. for the first time in the AFL this weekend, mm. we've got what is a far better name in gather round. Mm. It's a very creative play words yeah. yes. first time we're going to experience it though beyond the the covid situation i think when mm. you when you put it in that perspective but all of the teams are coming together the festival vibe that is uh, supposedly going to occur in south australia and particularly mm. adelaide over the course of the next couple of days in fact there's already been uh, media and teams beginning mm. to arrive in uh, South Australia yesterday, what what can we expect? Because you've you've been to Magic Round, which is mm. what the concept that we've kind of borrowed from the from the NRL. You you've been there. What has been your experience and and why was it
0: created in the first place? So, and what I find interesting, and I'll ask you about this uh, in a minute, is that not all games are being played in the one venue with the AFL, but obviously with the NRL, uh, it does happen. They've got the eight games at Suncorp Stadium. It's actually, Maddie, a concept that was started by the Super League in the UK. I can't tell you uh, what year, but it's been a while now, um, where they played all their Super League games in one venue. And as as you can imagine, Over in the UK, uh, rugby league, not the number one sport, but still quite popular. Um, And the atmosphere at any sporting event over there is very, very good. And I think the NRL looked to that and thought it would be you know, a really good idea. So the first one was back in 2019, obviously. Uh, then we had a couple of COVID years. So it wasn't uh, any in 2020 and then picked up in 2021. Um, but look, the atmosphere, I was up there. Uh, my first Magic round uh, to go to was last year, Maddie, uh, up in Brisbane. And it was a fantastic atmosphere to be able to get the chance. Now, not everyone as well, Maddie, would go to the all eight games. Some of them might go to one day, two days. But I happened to be up there for... The three days, I went to seven of the eight games. I must admit I did leave a bit earlier on the Sunday. But, look, honestly, the atmosphere is great. Um, Suncorp Stadium, from a rugby league point of view, is a fantastic place to have it. Uh, because you will get most days 30, 40, 50,000 people there, in particular with the Queensland teams featuring as well. Um, and also, the atmosphere around the city of Brisbane, and I imagine this is going to be the same in Adelaide, South Australia, uh, this weekend, is just fantastic. The pubs are buzzing, the restaurants are buzzing, everyone is out and about, everyone is wearing rugby league gear, and you get people coming up, obviously from Sydney, but all around Australia who are rugby league fans to go to it. And I don't know, there must be some figures somewhere out there. But the money the businesses uh, must make out of the Magic Round, and now we see the Gather Round format, uh, but the Magic Round format in Brisbane uh, would be huge compared – because, as I said, I was there last year, mate, and there were just so many people uh, around the Caxton Street area, everywhere around Queensland or Brisbane.
1: And and the, I've just received the. I'm now watching the text. They're very, very very focused on it. Yes. One's just bobbed up saying, "Gather round" is a ridiculous concept. My mm. question is why? Well, that what you've just alluded to is the reason why. It's the economic benefits not only for the AFL when it comes to gather round, but it's it's the the tourism opportunity and why it was so lucrative. South Australia and New South Wales. We're in a fight for Gather Round mm. when it was uh, alluded to late last year, and then finally confirmed that it would be hosted by South Australia. But there were there was a lot of dollars that was associated with bringing the entire AFL community together, and and it's great that South Australia has been chosen. I feel at least mm. to be able to showcase what South Australian football has contributed to Aussie rules, if, if we go for the much broader term, beyond AFL, because you think back to the Sandfall, which was incredibly dominant and strong uh, when the when the VFL uh, was in existence uh, prior to the, the uh, VFL becoming the national competition and, and, I suppose, evolving into the AFL. You had the VFL, the Sandfall, the Waffle way out west in WA... And those, I think there's there's comments that are made from uh, people in those parts of the world th- that that history isn't really acknowledged or explored. And I feel as if, as this concept will grow over the coming years, mm. that we will be able to showcase what those leagues contributed to the development of what we now call the AFL competition. And the other element as to why we're doing it is we've got an extra round in the AFL this year as a result of gather round. So rather than having the, the 22 matches as we've had in previous years, each team will now play 23 over the course of the season with a buy. So that's the other element as to why we've created this gather round to uh, help boost the coffers a little bit.
0: Now I've got a couple of questions for you. First one, firstly, I must say I've been to Adelaide a couple of times for actually NRL matches and it's a, Brilliant city. But the concept of Magic Round uh, in the NRL and in Rugby League is that all eight games are played at the same ground. Now, in the AFL, um, and I learned this uh, last weekend being down in Melbourne, uh, six games being played at Adelaide Oval and three elsewhere. Can you explain why that has happened? I imagine it's some issue that they're worried about the surface. But I think from a Rugby League point of view, it's very different to be playing the whole round somewhere, then playing, yes, six games, all in the same city, I get that, but not all at the same ground.
1: Yeah, so I think there would be concerns about the playing surface mm. if that was to hold up. So we're starting on Thursday night, and then our know Adelaide Oval will have a double header on Saturday and Sunday. There might even be a triple header on uh, Saturday off the top of the head without the fixture directly in front of me, but... So that so that would be one of the reasons is that the playing surface and considering I think the weather I know we, we don't forecast weather six months in advance mm. so I can't even forecast it twelve hours <laughs> in advance clearly but there, there would be concerns about whether the ground would be chopped up with so much traffic on on the venue and I think the other element is to again pay homage to uh, the 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 sandfall one of the venues that will be used is a traditional aussie rules venue in south australia norwood oval it's Mm. it's a bit old-fashioned from what i have heard i believe Mm. the the media that will be calling the game maybe in the grandstand for that encounter so it's really the, the back to the burbs style and then we've also got a match out at mount barker now i'm not sure whether you've You've seen any images or heard Uh, any of the news associated? Yes, this is a real country style venue. It's Mm. an oval that's been around for a couple of years, or it's been developed over the last couple of years. So it's it's Mm. quite modern. The playing surface looks fantastic from the images that have started coming through from media that have already attended there but there are some concerns about parking there's the um temporary uh, scoreboards and seating that is going up which is great for the for the town and and will be fantastic to watch but it will be a very different it, it'll almost be like watching a pre-season encounter when we take those games or used to take those games out to the country areas and I think it'll be a bit wind affected. It'll be. I think I heard one of the uh, officials that were, was interviewed on one of the news services last night say that if it's a bit of a misty day, overcast, it does get a little difficult to see the other side of the ground. So that's what we're anticipating from Mount Barker. But I think it's great. It's it's taking it into the Adelaide Hills, which is fantastic. It gets tourism out into those areas. Um, so I think spreading it around and, and drawing people out of Adelaide as much as the Adelaide Oval is a, is a sensational venue and right in the heart of the the city. I think to, mm. again, take some of the, the smaller matches, they, they aren't blockbuster matches that will be played at those smaller venues, so to be able to utilise them and to give the Adelaide Oval a bit of a breather because to have nine games of footy played on, on the one venue I don't think would be... Um, would be great. We saw during COVID when we had double-headers or consecutive games across consecutive nights that the grounds got torn up quite easily. So I think that would have been in consideration as well.
0: Now, I suppose my other question, and it's one that NRL fans uh, through these markets, um, New South Wales and Queensland, can get involved with as well. Uh, Brisbane, of course, has hosted the NRL Magic Round since its inception in 2019. But, Matty, there's always been a bit of talk about... Can it be moved elsewhere outside of Brisbane? Now, having been to Brisbane, as I just said, last year, uh, heading up there again in a few weeks, it it looked fantastic last year. She'll be great again this year. However, there is a lot of talk about could we potentially get um, it rotated around from Sydney to Melbourne, Um, and I think Melbourne, even for an NRL magic round, would be fantastic, Uh, just the way you guys have your sporting complexes set up, maybe a magic round in New Zealand from a rugby league point of view. Um, and, And it's an interesting one because Brisbane does it so well, you'd be a little worried about moving it away from Brisbane and what really works with our Magic Round. Now, obviously, we haven't seen Gather Round yet in the AFL, but do we see it being locked in to Adelaide at least for the next few years? Or do you think there's potential, a bit like in the NRL, where it could be moved around to different states after it sort of beds in over the next couple of years?
1: I think it'll definitely move around, whether that's next year or in a couple of years' time. But considering there was interest particularly from new south wales when when the concept was first spoken about and it was all almost put out to tender really to to see which states were interested in in hosting the the concept because of the the, the dollars that it creates for, for everyone that is attending and, and the the boom that it would get for tourism particularly in the the post covid era so i i sense as if it it won't be Locked into South Australia. Having said that, I think SA is pretty adamant that they want to be able to keep it. They have enjoyed the fact that they will be centre stage for the next week in the AFL. So I feel as if there will be a strong push from Mm. South Australia to retain the event but I also feel that dollars may talk, which could see it rotated around. It's not to say it may go to WA either. If they see the success and how strong the and passionate the footy is over there and the, and the great venue that we've got in Perth at Optus Stadium to be utilised as well. So I can see it moving around, but I could also see it staying in South Australia. And I think after the weekend when we can review and 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 assess how how successful it actually was. It'll be curious to see. But on your point, I, mm. I wonder if if the NRL did bring Magic Round to Melbourne, mm. the blockbuster games I think would work particularly at Amy Park. You, you I know you were there last mm-hmm. week, and you you know how great that venue is, particularly with a, a when that is a ground that is at capacity I think it's only about 25 or thirty thousand can can fit into a Amy park but when that place is rocking and pumping it is fantastic it's an intimate venue which would be great but I'd I'd be a little worried if, for some of your smaller matches, how successful they would be in garnering an attendance.
0: I would probably say, uh, and I agree with you about the blockbuster matches, I suppose the asterisk to what you're saying that you're worried about is that I don't know, again, the figures of how many people that go to Magic Round at the moment in Brisbane are literally from Brisbane and come from interstate. Now, there would be an amount, I don't know how much, of interstate people that would fly up to Brisbane that would be exactly the same um, that would come down to Melbourne. Now, whether it would be enough to make the crowd look good I don't know, but um, I take your point. I still think we would be able to get 15,000, 20,000 to most of these games uh, over Magic Round. Plus, it's an event that NRL fans would want to be at. And just like Brisbane, uh, Melbourne is a city, as is Sydney, but Melbourne is a city that could handle that very nicely so it'll be interesting look I don't think it will move away from Brisbane anytime soon but if it did it would be an interesting uh, I suppose interesting process to see who they would choose uh, to be able to host Magic Round in the future Um, and I know a man of mine actually who I caught up with in Melbourne who's actually going to gather round this weekend in the AFL so it's going to be interesting to just to hear the reviews from that um, from everyone going from interstate there over the course of the weekend next week to see how everyone enjoyed it.
1: You didn't think to take Thursday, Friday <laughs> off to head over as well, Dan? Or no, was no.
0: Look, I, look, Maddie. I think I've taken enough time off for this month. But don't worry, oh, really? as, as I, as I said, I've got a couple of days off next month. But it is for research purposes. It's only a Friday oh. and it's only a Monday. Um, that, and that, that's just that, for research purposes. That, okay,
1: that, that's code for junket. It, that, that's well, what that—that's what that is. I'm calling it out on here right now. Paid for Jeremy. My own I know you're listening. <laughs> Take note.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't be so sure he is. Uh, <laughs> what was I going to say? Yes, uh, I paid for my own flights, mate. It's all good. It's all good. I'm there. I'm looking forward to it, um, and it should be good. But, mate, I'll be interested to get your review of Magic um, Magic Round Gather Round uh, next weekend and see how it all plays out in Adelaide. Um, I think it'll be a very good weekend.
1: Yeah, I think it's it'll be fascinating to see. And even there's a few texts, I'll read them out once uh, we finish up, mm. But there's, there's people that are planning road trips and heading over. So um, I think that, that element of it as well, there's a, a sense of excitement. School holidays here in Victoria yep. as well. So I think that will be helping um, people in in this state in particular, at the minimum. Just before I let you yes. go, I know your listeners are probably just as interested in this. The Matildas are in action mm. this morning. We're about to hit halftime, but Sam Kerr has scored. Ooh. So the Matildas lead 1-0, which they're trying to break this 30-match winning streak from the Lion. Imagine if they're able to do, in these the Lionesses, I should say. Yes. The... Imagine if the Matildas are able to do this, leading into a World Cup. How much momentum is that going to gather?
0: Yeah, uh, look, I think it's going to get a lot of momentum. I'm actually going to talk football... Uh as in soccer football, with my football expert on the show after the break for our New South Wales and Queensland listeners. But, look, 100 days, well, 99 days to go into the Women's Football World Cup. Uh, I saw on the news last night 1.6 million tickets sold. They're expecting over 2 billion viewers. Um, It's been a bit quiet because we are still, what, a few months away, 100 days away, but... Um, As it gets closer, we've got games sold out. And when we get to that July 20 date or leading up to July 20, it's such a big sporting event. Uh, It's the biggest sporting event this country will host for a very long time. And I think, uh, especially if the Matildas can win today, but even if they don't, if they can have a really good World Cup, it's going to be very, very exciting. And I agree with you. I think that momentum in the build-up to the World Cup and when it's on uh, is going to be huge across all of Australia and, of course, New Zealand as well.
1: Yes, going to be a very exciting time of the year when it does eventually roll around. It's nice to actually have you back on the radio, Dan. Thank, th- uh,
0: thank you, Matty. I'll be here next week too. Oh, and but then disappearing for another six. No, that seems no. about right. No, no, no. I'll be uh, here two, in two weeks and three weeks as well. <laughs> uh, in fact, we will not miss a chat because I'm going to Magic Round on a Friday and a Monday. So don't worry. Every Wednesday I'll be here.
1: Oh, very nice. I'm glad to hear. <laughs> till the next, good on you, Dan. <laughs> till the next
0: holiday. Uh, thank you, Maddie. Yeah,
1: hopefully I'll take leave before you next time. <laughs> no, uh, have it. a good week. No, thank
0: you. <laughs> uh, Maddie Cox in Melbourne. Yeah, the Matildas are leading 1-0. Going to have a chat with John Gallo in just a second. So, magic round. Uh, on the back of our topic with Maddie there about gather round in the AFL, do you like magic round? Have you been to a magic round? We're only three weeks away from it now in the NRL. And would you like? to see Magic Round taken to a different city, whether it be Sydney, Melbourne, somewhere in New Zealand, Auckland maybe, Wellington, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 11 70. As I say, I think Brisbane do it brilliantly, but what do you say? What do you reckon? Do you think it should be rotated around uh, 0457 736 736? If you, the path, this back page of the Sydney Morning Herald, do you want to see... Um, Well, who would you want to see at your club? If they could only keep one, Dylan Edwards or Jerome Loy? who do you have? Who do you keep? O four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy? And also, do you want NRL players' wages made public? Should they be made public to stop all this talk about alleged alleged salary cap? Uh, rorts that Paul Kent was referring to an NRL 360 last night, or do you simply not care what they are playing? 0457 736, 736 or 1300 01 We will talk football next with John Gallup. 20-6 to six to John Gallo in just a second. A few texts before that. This from Willow from Windsor. Hello, Willow. Uh, Magic round is a great concept. It works well in Brisbane. I hope the Suncorp surface can hold up for eight games in a few weeks' time. Yeah, it's, texts have been coming into Jimmy and Brandy this week about that. I haven't noticed. Uh, admittedly I didn't watch that Broncos-Raiders game. Last weekend, um, I don't know if is there a game at Suncorp this weekend. I'll have a look. Um, when it, then is another game at Suncorp? I haven't really noticed the surface being that bad, but we have seen it in previous years. I think the first year it was held in 2019, there are some issues. So hopefully it holds up. Last year there was rain most of the weekend, and it was fine. So we'll see how it goes. Thanks, Willow. Uh, and this also from the Chook Man. Hi, Dan. No brainer. I would keep Dylan Edwards if you had to keep one of Edwards or Lui, as it looks like Penrith. Are going to have to do a rivalry round with all games at Allianz Stadium would be great. Roosters, rabbits, sharks, dragons, etc. That from the chook ban. Yeah, I think if a magic round was going to come to Sydney, that would probably be the way you'd have to do it. But I still think it would work. Uh, Surrey Hills, Oxford Street, Paddington, Bondi, there's heaps of places where uh, restaurants and pubs would like it. All right, let us do this at 18 and a half minutes to six. Now on Tradies News, it's time for the latest in football. Now, he is a day late and we did get a text to say good morning to John Gallo um, and we'll talk to him more in depth on Friday morning about the English Premier League. But I did get a text yesterday from Kingswood Welder saying he was a bit worried that you would be been stopped to feature in a certain TV show in Byron Bay. You've made it back home from Byron Bay yeah. and in one piece, John. Morning, Dan. Yes,
2: I have. Uh, the Kingswood welder would be glad to know that I did feature in a starting role in the RBT gotcha. film uh, that's featuring in Byron Bay. And let me tell you, I was really busy. I was as busy as Albanese flying some other place of the world. I was I was extremely busy and, uh, you know, I had to do what I had to do. But let me tell you, even the police had to be pulled over at certain times. It was a strange and wonderful place up there, Byron uh, area, I have to say. And uh, you'll be glad to know I uh, come back in one piece. After a seven-hour journey up the Pacific Highway, um, and obviously you, when you're swimming in the water up in Byron, it's fantastic uh, waters up there. But you've got to be careful because it's the shark attack capital of Australia, there. So mm, got to be careful. Uh, just got to be careful up there. So uh, yeah,
0: no, I'm I'm in one piece and uh, raring to go for what's been a fantastic weekend of football. Now we were talking. Magic Round, of course, Gather Round in AFL this weekend as well. We're spending, in about three weeks' time, we're spending the whole weekend together for Magic Round. So we're, we're really looking forward to Magic Round at Sunday, uh, in Brisbane in a few weeks' time. Absolutely, mate. We're going to be travelling around more than the Rick Stein camera crew, mate. We will be uh,
2: really across everything, and uh, I can't wait for those uh, next three weeks. We do travel in the car up to Brisbane for Magic Round, and... Uh, There'll be plenty of great spots we can uh, go across. I've obviously scouted a few things that we can look at, Dan, on the way up and uh, get to know the locals and so forth so uh, really looking forward to that
0: uh, very very good here's a te- uh, I'll get to the text from the Kingsford Welder in just a second before that look let's get to some of the serious uh, topics Australia won. So the Matildas are in action at the moment a friendly match against England at half time, they lead England over in London 1-0 a goal to Sam Kerr in the 32nd minute it's interesting uh, John isn't it that where now, well, yesterday was 100 days away until the Women's World Cup, so clearly now it's only 99 days. It is simple maths. But 1.6 million tickets sold, uh, all the Australian games sold out, expecting over 2 billion viewers worldwide. I think once the World Cup gets a lot closer and it kicks off on the 20th of July, the momentum around this World Cup in Australia and New Zealand is just going to gather a lot of pace.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It'd be fantastic for, for a lot of uh, young Australian women growing up with football around the family household, uh, You know, having an opportunity to meet their superstars you know, live and here around Australia and New Zealand face-to-face. And no doubt, there'll be a lot of uh, celebrations, a lot of parades, a lot of uh, pre-game stuff going on as well for the kids to get involved in. Uh, so a fantastic you know, day out for the family. And as I said, some inspiration and some motivation for, for all Australian and New Zealand women out there to partake in and uh, and watch their superstars face-to-face. And obviously, we're very fortunate with the Matildas because, you know, the last, what, five or six years, they've, they've dominated uh, women's football for a long time. They've been so impressive uh, to watch. Sam Kerr is probably one of the uh, most famous uh, women footballers in the world the last two or three years. She's just been sensational since she made the transfer over in the Women's Premier League for Chelsea. She's been a star player there. And a key player for uh, the success that she's had with Chelsea, winning the uh, the league title and, and the FA Cups and so forth. So, uh, fantastic to see that and obviously uh, there'll be a lot of uh, media attention around it as well, which will just grow the women's game more and more here in Australia and New Zealand and hopefully around the world, as you said. So, fantastic stuff and I think we're all really looking forward to it. It's the first Football World Cup Australia and New Zealand have, have got to host and I'll, I guess it'll really show uh, showcase what we can do if the Men's World Cup decide to come down to our shawls
0: sometime in the foreseeable future as well. Yeah, let's hope the Matildas can continue to beat England. Gary says in the text, don't put the mock on the girls uh, with Australia playing uh, England. Yes, no, we won't, but they are 1-0 up at the moment. Uh, now, uh, not got a lot of time, so we'll just whip through some of the key results in the Premier League. And if you can just give me your brief 20-second recap on all of them. Uh, Man United, uh, Everton. Uh, Man United 2 over Everton nil.
2: Yeah, fantastic result for Man United. More pressure now, unfortunately, uh, is, is on Sean Dice's job at the moment with Everton. Everton now sneaking into that relegation battle. They're only just above it by a, a goal difference at the moment, but great result for Man United. Two back-to-back wins now. The inconsistent
0: couple of weeks there, and hopefully for Man United, they can go on and kick on for the rest of the season here on in. We saw Aston Villa defeat Nottingham Forest 2-0. Newcastle continue their good run and 2-1 over Brentford.
2: Yeah, great result for Newcastle. Difficult game because Bretford have obviously been in good form this season. They've had a few scouts along their way, but uh, well done for Newcastle. Growing in confidence week, but we got three, three wins on the trot now, so fantastic for Eddie Howe. He's, uh, he's got this
0: side really humming along nicely, so well done to Newcastle. West Ham defeat to Fulham 1-0. A bad result for Chelsea, losing to Wolves
2: 1-0. Yeah, I have to say I'm not too surprised by this. Wolves mm. are a very difficult side, particularly at home, and Chelsea, as we know, have yeah, slipped and stuttered their way through this season mostly, and Obviously, Graham Potter leaving the job now has, uh, has hurt them. Frank Lampard's first game in as interim manager. Uh, so his Wi-Fi password wouldn't have had to change too much because he was only there <laughs> about a year and a half ago. Um, but, yeah, I think I think Wolves have obviously got the uh, the wood over Chelsea at the moment. They're a difficult side. Well done to Wolves. Chelsea slipping up again. Uh, no real surprise. They've got nine or eight games to go in the normal season. Uh, This is a difficult season for Chelsea. The quicker this is over, the better for Chelsea fans.
0: Tottenham beat Brighton 2-1. Bournemouth beat Leicester City 1-0. Very big result there. Man City 4 over Southampton 1. But just want to ask you quickly about these two games. Crystal Palace 5 over Leeds United 1. That is a big scoreline. And what about Liverpool's comeback against Arsenal 2 all in the end? Arsenal might live to regret that.
2: Yeah, well done the Man City. They were uh, convincing against Southampton. I don't think they're going to take the foot off the gas anytime soon. Uh, they're obviously in the mix of a title challenge themselves and the motivation and inspiration that Man City keep having every single week is quite amazing, really. After winning so many Premier League titles, and FA Cups, you would have thought they would have Probably taking their foot off the gas a little bit. But obviously against uh, Southampton, that wasn't the case. 4-1 thumping there. As expected, Southampton struggling in the bottom of the table this season. Mm. And what a game Arsenal-Liverpool to round out the, the Premier League weekend. I think it was a fantastic game of football end-to-end. Uh, Arsenal taking a 2-0 lead at time through Martinelli and Gabriel Jesus. And then uh, in the second half, uh, Liverpool just came to life. They, they grabbed the goal back 2-1. Uh, had a penalty missed by Mo Salah as well. And then eventually grabbed... The equaliser from uh, one other than Bobby Firmino uh, on the back post heading in home and and had a few chances towards the end. Of the last three or four minutes was just unbelievable. You know, obviously Firmino missed that golden sitter. Uh, Salah came back on the left foot, curled it into the far post, and Ramsdale got his right hand to it and sent it over the bar. And then in the dying seconds of the game, uh, Martinelli had an opportunity to win it for Arsenal and missed it as well. So there was just in you know, that three or four minutes at the end of the game, there was so, so much action. Uh, that uh, yeah, it was amazing to watch. And uh, mm. a real uh, real tap-off on the weekend. Fantastic game. A good point for Arsenal, I think, in reflection, because obviously going away to Anfield is a difficult place to play.
1: for Liverpool,
0: slightly
2: disappointed for their sakes. They probably didn't get a winner in the end. Mm. Great game, of football, though.
0: Yeah, very good game. Uh, just to very quickly, John... Uh is asked on the text by Kingswood Welder, when is John's court attendance date? He's not going to court. He's fine. He's good. Uh, John, great stuff. We will talk to you on Friday morning. Uh, looking forward to uh, previewing another big weekend of the EPL.
2: Well, well done, mate. I won't be going to court anytime soon. So that's, uh, I'll be lucky in that regard. That's so. good. Fantastic that's good. Stuff.
0: That's good to hear. We'll chat on Friday, mate. Have a good day. You too. Talk to mate. Thanks, Bye-bye. mate. John Gallo talking all things football. A couple of quick texts before a break. This from Dan, Morning Dan. Into Townsville would be perfect. Melbourne would be too cold for Queensland Rugby League fans. Yes, that is probably actually true. Uh, Andy about Dylan Edwards and Jerome Law, He says, Choose Edwards, choosing Edwards all day. Jerome Lui is overrated uh, that one from Andy. And this one, regarding Magic Round, I've been every year and it is awesome. Not sure fields would stand up in the colder states with eight games in the one weekend. If the rain comes like it did last year, part of the appeal is the warm weather. No name on that text, but the number ending in 732. Very good text. Looking forward to Magic Round in a few weeks' time. We'll take a break. Come back and wrap things up few quick texts to finish things off. Uh, Daniel Jerome is the one I would keep, but if I was Penrith, I would find a way to keep both. Well, I'm sure they'd like to keep both. That from Gary. We'll just have to see if, if they can. Uh, Jai says from Camden, Edwards, every day of the week. Andy says, now that we have a million dollar Queensland derby games, it's time to strap Magic Round in Brisbane. Well, that is a Potential possibility as well, um, and the Kingswood Welder letting me know it's Alan Belford Jones's birthday tomorrow, so that is a very exciting. Uh, thank you, Kingswood Welder. Uh, breakfast coming up uh, through Queensland with Pat and Hills. They'll be joined by Luke Hodge, Todd Payton, and the Gold Coast Titans assistant Brett White for our listeners through SEN 11:70am in Sydney. It's Jimmy Smith filling in for Vossi and James Magnuson this morning. I'll uh, be joined by Dolphins assistant coach Christian Wolf, Jared Whateley, and also David Riccio with all the NRL headlines. Thanks for your coming today. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning from 5am. News is next and then it's the breakfast shows.